time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. He's jamming to that to that intro. I was, I was. I'm gonna throw you up top because you're more important than I am. I'm just the host. That's all I do here. We got the experts, of course, everybody. You got Dalton, the advisor over at Matching Court Capital Management. How are you doing, Dalton? Great, man. Great. Uh, back for another show. Uh, some good topics here. You know, it's not it's not all going to be about uh, all going to be about uh, stocks. Uh, we're talk about maybe one stock or so or two, and then we're going to get into some hedges against inflation. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about bonds and uh, what's the other topic that we have to talk about? Uh, hedges against inflation, bonds. Hold on, I'll get the chat, chat here. One more. We always have so many topics to talk about and touch on on these shows. It's amazing. We, uh, futures. Yeah, we, yeah. Futures. There we go. Yeah, we got. Here we go. Mark from CT, which CT, of course, brings me up to the second host of Stock Dirty to me, our boy, the stock bro himself, Tony, who's recently good just transition. moved. Yeah, right? good transition. Yeah. Right? I'm getting better. Uh, Man, Tony you're killing Howard. it lately. Intro video, you're killing the transitions. I'm good, man. I'm, I just moved this weekend. I got my office all set up for the most part. So I'll be doing my podcast in here. Um, not in my living room anymore of my one-bedroom apartment. So now I actually have a real living, uh, adult living situation. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> all growing up. Oh, my yeah. God. So, uh, but yeah, it's good. I'm still a little flustered. I did, uh, I did film or record some new podcasts today. One just dropped. So check that out. It's about the difference between market crashes and market corrections. And then I go through all the examples in history and tell you the differences in each one and give you an idea of how long each one takes, how often they typically happen and etc so check that out i'll put the link in the comment section so there we go that's going to be a great one i'm definitely going to listen to that on my next walk that's kind of why we're kind of late going live it's my fault i went on a longer walk than normal yeah it's um, all good just man. listening to lloyd ross's podcast that he just released this weekend of course i've already listened to it when i edited it but i was really uh, listening to it because it's such a great uh podcast but mark wants to know uh did you move in next door to him because he's just got a new neighbor I moved in. I moved to uh, Broadbrook, Connecticut. So probably not next door. <laughs> Don't know about <laughs> yeah. that. I have no idea where that. Is. That's far away from me. But guys, let's. Uh, I do. Someone did ask about this. They wanted us to cover some of the three stocks that we missed last week. We're gonna yeah. cover one or two of them. Um, where's uh, Where's Mark at again? Mark, I'm not sure. Mark, uh, what part of Connecticut are you from? Let Broadbrook's a pretty nice area. We're in a very nice townhouse community area so that's the benefit of saving money and investing and having a lot of money saved so you can actually you live very poor i lived very poor or like i was poor for years and then now i got a major major upgrade so that's, that, that's, that's the way to do it, it. yeah i would have i would have stayed living poor for forever if i were you man i got a kid on the way in january uh, so we had to upgrade. If it, so, we needed the extra bedrooms. We had a full garage. We got oh, okay. all the amenities that I don't really need, but it's awesome. And now that I have them, I probably never want to go back. So nice. yeah. yeah, we got Mark over. He's in Waterford, just southeastern 
Oh, oh he's Toronto. he's all the way across the state for me, like almost. Oh, so far. so yeah. technically, you're Yankee and he's uh, a redneck. Is that's how it how it goes? That's how uh, you're. Definitely? Yeah, I, I mean, know. if you want to do like yeah. <laughs> things in here, I'm just like let's stir the pot, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to do north, wet, north, south, uh, back to the Civil War days, then yeah. We're on the north. He's basically in the south, so as far south as you can get, probably. So. There we go. Uh, everybody, if you're watching, of course, there's a stock dirty to me where we go live every week on Wednesday. By the way, do you guys hear an echo at all, or we good? It could be me. No, no. I, well, so we have these like vaulted ceilings, so every time I talk, I could hear my voice echoing, and I'm wondering if you guys are picking oh, no. that up. I no, can't no, I thought right, you, good, you good. were hearing an echo from me. No, like, no, no. Okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure that nobody heard that. So. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. With your vaulted ceilings showing off there. Uh, Sox fan, sorry if you're a Yankee fan. I, yeah, it was a brutal here. night last night. The Yankees put up a pathetic showing, and we're eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs by the Red Sox. Oh. There we go. Live. Thank you for showing up live. If you are watching live, of course, there's a stock dirty to me. Make sure you let us know live with the hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay. Let us know where you're from like Mark did. He's in, uh, That's how we know that Tony and him are in a town. Maybe one day a meetup will happen. Yes. That yes. would be epic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, okay, so what's the first stock we're going? I think we are going with uh, Victoria's Secret, I think it was. Yeah, we'll start with uh, Vic, Vic, Victoria's Secret. So, um <clears throat> Uh, Victoria's Secret, yeah. So I mean, if this if this really needs a uh, intro introduction, it, it really shouldn't. But uh, they're a specialty retailer of women's intimate personal care and beauty products worldwide. Um, operates under the they have a whole bunch of stuff um, under the Victoria's Secret and Pink brands. Anything from loungewear, swimwear, activewear, um, undergarments, lingerie, you you name it, they pretty much have it. Um, pretty big stranglehold over, I would say. I don't know, guys, what do you think? 15, Female 15 under, to 40, 15 to 35. Yeah, they, they have pretty much like the minute puberty happens to yeah. death, pretty much yeah. stranglehold. Exactly. Yeah. You'd start in pink and then you'd work your way up to Victoria's Secret, then you get yeah. too old that you just don't care anymore. Yeah. So um the pretty good there. Um, I, I, I really like Vic, Victoria's Secret. I never owned L Brands because you, you got so much other junk in that L Brands um, company, mm -hmm. like Bed Bath & Beyond and some other crap that was in there as well. Um, Victoria's Secret now is, is has spun off. Um, they are facing um, some pretty good uh, challenges here with raising revenue. Um, pandemic definitely hurt, hurt these guys. Um, moving forward, though, I do like the brand because... It, I find that um, it's 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 hard for the demographic to shop anywhere else. Um, I don't know about the United States, but we we don't have very many com com competitors no, here. Uh, I would say probably Lululemon. Um, Lacenza would be the really? other one for us in Canada. Yeah, Lacenza. yeah, Canada, yeah. 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 But there's not a lot in the 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 high quality woman garment like make you feel sexy. Like they they have a stranglehold on. They have yeah, angels yeah, yeah, for yeah. God's sakes. Yeah. Like no, the the only time you can beat it is like if Gucci comes out with a victorious like a Gucci yeah. underwear line. Then it's like okay, it's the next level of class. But I that's outside of Gucci's. When like, you or, think of yeah, when you think of lingerie, you think of Victoria's Secret. Yeah, so yeah. I would a, say it's a pretty safe bet if you yeah, want to invest in this stock. You're probably 
pretty safe on that. So, or you're, you know, it's not a bad decision. Yeah. They have uh, some, they have some near term, um, earnings troubles, um, f- that carried over from last, from last year. Um, but I'm just looking at, um, some of the numbers now and it looks like they're going to get back, um, to above, you know, maybe touching a $7 billion, billion year this year. And then next, next year, I would expect to see um, yeah. yeah close to clo- uh, close to a record year. Um, it's just a matter of time. Like every, every year there, there's more people every year, there's more people that go right to this brand. And I feel like Victoria's Secret is one of those things like, um, like Visa or a MasterCard, you know, your first credit card is going to be one of those, you know, when you start to, you know, want, you know, better um, impressive yeah. lingerie. If you want to impress your boyfriend yeah. or the, yeah, uh, I feel like that's a go-to. I feel like there's no royalty check. You just kind of go there. Um, so my girlfriend's there all the time and, uh, you know, let, oh, you're so. It sounds like you're complaining there. Uh, <laughs> there, doll, like, your girlfriend's there all the time. Doll shops yeah. are all the time too. Yeah, yeah. big fan. There you go. Uh, if they came out with a men's, do they have a menswear? Because if they came out with a menswear, they would destroy. Well, that's like here's the thing. Like Fenty by Rihanna would mm-hmm. be a competitor because she does have that mass appeal, being Rihanna. You yeah. know, and I think the, I think her brand was just bought by the Louis Vuitton conglomerate, the guy who always fighting with Jeff Bezos for richest person in the world. It's like the guy who owns like it might so have many been world. it might have been L LVMH. I don't know. It, it could be like it's the guy. I think he just bought the Fenty line off of Rihanna or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Like it's about. ridiculous. Like yeah, yeah we go people coming in live from arizona thank you remember if you want us to see where you guys here we go uh vc co now has gendered models there's that as oh boom victoria's secret hitting that that's great too and fenty as well has been doing that as well i think when uh rihanna just launched it was like straight up she had a transgendered model in it but yeah uh that would have been funny if i i would love to see a celebrity brand like a clothing line or mm-hmm. no there is one um isn't there one what's it called jessica albas isn't the honest company public let's search yeah i don't follow that kind of stuff yeah. so i couldn't yeah. tell you the honest company is on the nasdaq oh my god it is yeah it is here so i'll bring it up here we'll go to five year um where is it at the stream here we go look at it here I don't wow, know. Looking much, good. Looking strong. No. Looking strong. It it launched on in May. Because I'm on the five year. It launched yeah. at May at $19. Oh, May of this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. May of this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. it fell ten dollars. So fifty percent. Yeah. Pretty much. But it, it's uh, still a young company. The, it's only two thousand. Yeah. Uh, it was founded in 2011. It's still That's a young not company. uncommon for yeah. a company that just IPO'd. I mean, it's yep. pretty common. Look, nearly all the IPOs that we have uh, uh, watched or talked about have had that like huge. Yeah. Even I think Facebook had the same thing. They Shout all out did, to Tim uh, for tuning in live. Love seeing you guys there. All right, so the next uh, let's let's remove this off so I can bring up the thing. The next stock we are looking at is I think it was C Limited. Yeah, yeah. This is a Singapore company. Uh I don't know. I, this this the share price is high, so people might mistake that as being a good stock just because it has a, a high share price. 
Uh, can we pull up the five? Let's pull up the five year on that. One. I'm on the five year sure right now. It, okay. So it started one? in 2017. Yeah. And it has gone up over close tremendously to, ni- yeah. to 19, uh, 1900% pretty much. Yeah. In the uh, last five, uh, in the last, not even five years, uh, that's from 17 to now. What's that for? Yeah, it's five years. We'll call it five years. Um, that's, that's incredible. But what do they do? That's a good question. Um, let's see here. Let's, let's, let's. This company is an is internet and in mobile America. platform company which engages yeah. in the provision of online gaming services. Yeah, that operates online gaming, esports, uh, digital entertainment, e-commerce, kind of like a um, some kind of um, uh, one size fits all kind of thing. Well, uh, they do. Yeah, they do currently lose a lot of money, but their revenue is going up every quarter over the last five, six, five, six quarters. Um, I mean, they're going from 1 billion to now they're at about 2.3 billion ish, uh, over the last five quarters. So the revenue is growing. Uh, it's just their profit margin, uh, is still minus 20% profit margin. Um, I don't really know too much about this company to be honest. I haven't done a ton of research into it. I do know that they they're currently losing about over the last six quarters, about 400 to $500 million a quarter, but they are bringing in a lot more revenue every quarter. So I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) There are, they are increasing revenue. I don't know enough about this company to tell you whether or not it's going to be a good thing long-term, but their, their share price is absolutely exploded as we can see. So Dalt probably has better information on this one than I do. Yeah, whenever I see that a, a company is able to, uh, like I'm looking here at the 2019 to 2020 numbers, uh, revenue in 2019 for this company was um, 2.18 billion and they lost 1.46 billion on that. Oh, okay. But they come into they, they come into 2020 and they more than double revenue at more, more than 100%. They come in at 4.38. 4.36 would have been 100%. So they double revenue and the loss is stuck at 1.62 bill, uh, billion. But the loss the year before was 1.46. So they barely, they pretty much stick the losses in their place, but they're able to double the, the revenue, which means they didn't have to spend um, to get that $2 billion increase. So what I would expect is that was organic growth, whatever ads they had currently running started to take effect and they were getting organic growth. They didn't have to spend any more to double their, their, their revenue. That was pretty interesting. And the same thing happened quarter over quarter from the first to the second. Um, again, they were able to stick. Uh, the loss in the first quarter was 422 million. The loss in the second quarter, 433 million, pretty, pretty much the same, but revenue jumped from 1.76 in the first to 2.28 in the second. So they look like they're getting a lot of, I don't know, organic growth, but they're not. They're not spending. Um, what would have been con- concerning is if is if um, they were spending you know, went up. Yeah, doubling revenue and you know that loss also doubled. That's not good because that means you're in the same position as you were in 2019. Um, but that's not not the case for this company. So it looks like they're getting or organic growth somehow. Um, or wherever they're spending their money, it's at the right places if they're doing ads. And yeah, that. yeah, they're 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 spending money in the in the right places. That 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 would be another thing. There we go. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about this one. I'd have to 
I didn't know we were going to cover any stocks today. I was. <laughs> it's you were moving. Yeah. We didn't want to. Yeah, and I was moving. And I know we've been pretty bad about stock analysts anal, or analyzation in the past couple of weeks, and we were really good for a while where we actually took time to look things up. Eventually, we'll get back into that. It's just there's been some chaos and yeah. a lot going on in the last three weeks. So. No worries, no worries. We, yeah, the fans understand you guys are so great and encouraging. Uh, Sabrina, we were just talking about C Limited. Um, uh, if that's what you're asking about, the one we just talked about, C Limited, yeah, uh, it has the potential to grow, but we don't know because, like, like we said, life got in the way. Tony was moving, Dalt was in and out, traveling, doing yeah. his political duties, and I, that, uh, I think people are more interested right now. Because the market's been so volatile, I want to talk about things you can do to protect yourself from inflation and bonds and um, futures and stuff like that. So I, that's why we're assuming we should we're doing a little pivot from the usual. There we go. A little more yeah. knowledge base this time than yeah. just covering the stocks, uh, kind of like normal. So. Which one do you boys want to talk about first? Let's talk inflation if we want to hit on that topic. Yeah, since let's let's talk about assets for protection against inflation. There we go. I'll I'll let you guys lead it off because I have no idea about this. Well, I'll I'm give gonna... you one. I'll give you one, and then we can rotate back and forth. So I'm going to start off. The first one I would say is uh, I don't own any, but one good hedge would be gold, and I'm talking about like physical gold. Um, if you want to invest in gold stocks, that's fine too. There are some stocks and ETFs that uh, you can buy to get access to gold that's in like a safe uh, or in a vault of a bank. I'm not sure how legit that is. I've looked into, into stuff like that. There's gold ETFs for that that say they like track the gold that's held in vaults in banks around the world, popular large banks around the world. Uh, but Physical gold is always going to be valuable because physical gold can be used for so many things other than currency. Gold isn't just a currency. It's used in all kinds of electronics. It's used in dentistry. It's used in uh, healthcare uh, devices. It's used for so many different things. It's used in electronics. Um, so gold is always going to be valuable in itself to where even if you, if you have a gold watch, you can melt the gold down and reuse it for something else. So gold is always valuable regardless of what's happening with the economy, not because it's necessarily a currency. It can be used as a commodity as well. So and gold always – gold is like a store of value. And uh, one of the guys I, I'm, I always watch a lot and, and track what he's doing often is Peter Lynch. Um, he talks a lot about uh, gold and how – how valuable gold is as a commodity and not so much as a currency anymore, even though you can use it as a currency, but because it's something physical and tangible. Um, so I would say the first one would be gold. And I'll throw it over to, to Dalt. Yeah, I would agree with that hundred percent. I have a lot of gold um, jewelry on my desk. Um, I buy 18 and 22 carats. I don't have any physical yeah. 24 karat gold, but stuff that, that I can wear, I try to keep it. That's gold nice. coins, yeah. I have a lot of gold coins, uh, like U.S. dollars and uh, Susan B. Anthony coins, so stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I do agree that it's a that it's a store a store of, of uh, value. I had a good conversation with my my girlfriend about this the other day. Um, 
because before she met me, she used to buy 10 carat jewelry and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me stop you there. Because, you you know, you make this 18 or 22 carats. Because it has fillers, right? Yeah. 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 Stuff yeah. that you can that you can keep for forever and will never be worth. Um, It'll never be worthless. Yeah. 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 So unless, yeah. unless we land on a, a meteorite or an asteroid of pure gold. Um, gold on earth will be, it's going to be worth a lot of money. Just... And there are websites you can exchange your fiat money or us money for gold, gold There's... coins, gold bars, stuff like that. I'm not saying go stock up on gold bars, like some, uh, doomsday or anything, but yeah. you know, it might not be a bad idea to have some gold laying around mm -hmm. in a safe somewhere. You know? The way, the way I do it when, when gold usually hits lows, I, I go out and buy gold jewelry and that's how. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hedge some some stuff. I don't have a lot there in total, like less than a few thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, probably twenty five hundred bucks worth of gold. I think I think I have. Um, so it's nothing. It's nothing heavy, but I know yeah. that that's always there. Whenever whenever I need it, and I look at it, and it's just on my desk. I'm like, that's that's money that's there. I wear it as jewelry. Yeah. If if the I'm economy hurt, goes to hell, exactly, and we're yeah. in a zombie apocalypse, I yeah. can grab a couple. Uh, I don't know couple hundred bucks of gold out of my safe and I can use that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's used in everything too. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what do you, uh, what's your biggest hedge Dalt? What do you say? Not biggest, uh, but what's another one? Another one is definitely the stock market. So there's, there's, there's a big thing now. Um, inflation is, is, is kicking up and people want to go look for, um, a, a hedge against in inflation. Well, the stock market is, is a hedge against in, in inflation, of course, right. um, because um, stocks are priced in in if we're in the well, if in the U.S. Uh, stocks are priced in U.S. dollars. Um, so if the U.S. dollar is eroding due to inflation, or purchasing power is eroding, and prices um, of goods and services are going higher, prices of stocks will also start to go higher. Um, so the stock market is 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 a damn good hedge against inflation as well. Um, especially if you're in more so if you're holding an actual index fund. So if you're holding something like VU, SPY, Triple uh, Q, any any major index fund is going to be a hedge against inflation. Now, not every stock is going to be. Don't, don't go out and buy a whole bunch of ZOM because it's a hedge against in inflation. It's not. But the overall broader indexes certainly are a hedge, a hedge against uh, right, right. inflation for sure. Yeah, as if you're investing in index funds that track the market, that give you like six to ten percent per year, inflation's like three three percent per year. Now you're beating inflation. You know your your money is not becoming less valuable. Exactly. So uh, another one I would say, um, well, is bonds. If you wanted to, to hedge against inflation. Uh, a lot of people are I, good time to talk about what bonds are. I'll briefly touch on it and then pass it over to you. Bonds are, uh, think of it as you're loaning money to a company, a, a corporation. Uh, it's, it's like an IOU or you're like the, uh, you're like the bank loaning your money to a corporation. They're paying you, they're agreeing to pay you back that money at like a fixed rate. Uh, bonds are considered like fixed income assets because uh, you know what you're going to be getting back and you get some dividend money income off of bonds as well. So, for example, if I wanted to buy a thousand dollars worth of uh, Apple bonds, I can what they're going to do is they'll use that money to invest into their company. Maybe they'll use it for infrastructure or 
they'll use it to buy uh, land or build an addition on a building or something like that. And then they pay you back over time at a fixed rate. But uh, if you're going to go with bonds, I would recommend going with like they have treasure. They have something called like tips. It's uh, treasury inflation proof uh, bonds where um, you can look into those. Those are government bonds. Government bonds are always the highest rated. They're the safest. They're the ones that you're almost guaranteed to get your money back unless we have a, a collapse of the government, which is always possible. So, um, yeah, I'll pass it over to, to Dalt to explain bonds better. Yeah, bonds are bonds are bonds are good. I I, I often cheat with um, um at the beginning of um, very very easy monetary policy. Um, I usually cheat with um, high yield bonds. Um, yeah. So um, the one I like in the U.S. I think is uh, XHY. The iShares U.S. Um, high yield bond index um, hedge back to the Canadian dollar. Um, so that 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 one's sitting here in Canada. You 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 guys have one as well. Um, I don't know what it's called, but you guys you guys have one in the United States. We have an aggregated U.S. bond index, which is yeah. like a combination of. It's mostly government bonds, so it's not as high yield. But yeah. aren't the high higher yield bonds are usually less. They're safe, junk, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're junk yeah. bonds. That's why I said the one time that you want to go into them is at easy monetary policy and rising interest rates. Um, probably not when things are getting tougher for companies that, you know, depend on borrowing money. Um, but when interest rates were, are, are flat or you just have a massive interest rate redu reduction, it makes companies that um, are hard on cash a little bit easier to maneuver. And it's a, it's a, I, I always seem to use that in those times. It's 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 not it's not great, but it earns you. Um, it's not showing up here, but I swear it's like five percent or something like like that. Yeah, uh, I would say five yeah. percent is yeah. a pretty good rate where it's not over the top. You're yeah. likely to get your money back. Mm. Like three to five percent range is pretty good. Yeah. I usually stay within like three to four, but five is probably your limit. So. I think um, the one that's in the U.S. is the AGG, the iShares Core U.S. Aggregate. That's the one I was talking about. Those, yeah, that does about two two percent per year. We have yeah. those, are, but those are very, very those are very, very safe. So um, one that yeah, one you can look at that's really safe is AGG and BND, yeah. which is Vanguard's total bond market, which is made up of a lot of government bonds and Treasury bonds, but it does have some corporate bonds in there, so you get a little bit higher yield, and it's fairly safe. Yep. So BND is a pretty good one to look at. So uh, we do have a question. Uh, is there a good or bad time to buy bonds? And this is coming from Becky Cohen in the group. Absolutely, there is. So the, there's a relationship um, in for bonds. Um, bond prices are directly tied to movements in, in interest rates. What you'll often see um, if interest rates should rise, um, existing bond prices um, that existed before, um, the interest rate rise are going to dip down in value. So those bond prices will fall. Um, so say AGG, I'll take that, e that ETF again as an example. It's trading at $114.70. When interest rates rise, that price of that of that bond is going to fall. I don't know what it's going to fall to. Um, depends on how, how aggressive market participants think interest rate hikes are going to be in the yeah. future. But there's a relationship there. And then when interest rates fall, what you'll find is existing bond prices tend to rise. So when interest rates fall, obviously um, 
the rate of interest that you can gain is no longer as high as it used to be. So bond bonds that were priced in before that interest rate hike, existing bonds before, or sorry, existing bonds before the interest rate fall, um, will be valued higher, and you'll have more people kind of flocking to those bonds. Um, so those bond prices will rise. So um, you have to be careful with 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 that. There is a interest rate coming, but probably not till end of next year if we see one next year at all. Um, but and but, e- yeah. even if you hold a, an ETF, you're going to get paid dividends, and you'll have like a fixed income on it. So monthly, monthly, dividend. yeah, monthly dividends. So even if interest rates rise and the value goes bonds don't move much though that's the thing like they, bonds are a long long game they don't well bonds don't move like the s&p 500 and and a normal stock where you could see like three five percent drop in one day yeah. um even even when the s&p was down the sp is down like five percent over the last month or whatever and the like BND, one of the bond ETFs I just invested in recently, it barely moved. I mean, it actually went up because um, stocks were kind of hit hard. And that's typically what you see is a inverse relationship where if stocks are going up, bonds might be going down and then vice versa. Bonds are great in recessions. You know, when the when the stock market crashes, bonds usually do pretty well. And that's correct me if I'm wrong. People hold bonds. So that um, when stocks are, if there's a, a recession or a market crash, uh, they'll sell their bonds for buying opportunities for stocks, right? Could be. Could yeah. be. Yeah, it could be. Um, people could hold bonds. Yeah, it, 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 it could be. I only use them for, like everybody, like I said, it's a, markets are filled with so many people. I only use high yield bonds at the, at the beginning of like massive quantitative easing. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I can lose if they're feeding all these junk zombie companies money. And so it's just an easy five five percent. You literally have no risk at those points. Like there's no way a junk bond was was gonna lose last year. Yeah. And um so would you say like a high end treasury bond or uh like a government bond is is good for people that are in their late stages, like 60, 70 years old that want to protect um, their assets and protect all the money that they have invested. They put it in bonds. So if there's a crash, that money is going to be safe, um, safer. They don't have to worry about losing a huge amount of money for retirement. Definitely. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not all of it, but yes, yeah, yeah. portion of your money should, should be in bonds. I would say bonds and um, a really good electric utility. Um, yeah. Electricity is never going bust. Um, this, these types of things. And we have a couple here that pay you a monthly income. I'm not sure you guys have many U S utilities that pay you a monthly income, but they usually pay quarterly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff is quarterly. yeah, that's like later on in life when you're, when you're, when you're done. Um, yeah, it's cause it's, it's 2% that's not going to go anywhere. And even if in, in, interest rates rose, um, the value of the actual bond price is going to fall, but, um, you're still going to be making um, your your monthly income, so that that won't change. Yeah, yeah. So, I think to a couple other inflation hedges to just to finish up on that because we covered bonds now. Um, <laughs> like you said, I, I know you wrote some articles on this. Is uh, utility ETFs like the water ETF uh, was one because yep. we all we're always going to need water even in a recession or whatever happens with the economy. Uh, electricity, like a utility ETF, you always need water, electricity, 
And, um, and another good hedge could, could be REITs or real estate income, you know, for, uh, income producing asset, you can invest in, if you don't want to buy real estate, you can invest in some REITs with REITs. I wouldn't like, I, I have about 10% of my portfolio in REITs and that's probably where I'm going to keep it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's a good number. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, that's probably you know, when you're doing these hedges, you don't want to have huge portions of your portfolio in these hedges. I still think the best thing you can do is invest in an S&P 500 ETF or like a VTI, a total total U.S. market ETF. That should probably be like 40% of your portfolio. And then you can mess around with all these other hedges, 5% here, 10% there. Yeah. But for the yeah, most part, true. like investing in a gold ETF uh isn't going to really do anything for you. It's probably barely going to move at all because gold is not meant to be like this huge appreciation appreciated asset where you're going to have all this uh, capital appreciation. It's more just like a store value commodity type thing. So. Yeah. You have to have it beforehand. Like I bought my gold years ago. Yeah. Now, smart, now, smart. Now, now I'm hearing about, you know, all this stuff that's going to happen with in, with inflation. It's still going to sit there on my desk and be, be gold. You know what I mean? It's, it's stuff that's, it's just not, it's just not yeah. to deteriorate. Um, buying, buying gold, buying gold now or gold assets now to hedge against inflation is not a wise choice. It's, it's stuff that you, you should contribute to, you know, you, you buy it, you leave it. And then you, maybe you add, you know, some here, maybe you add a hundred dollars a year to it or whatever, but it should be, it should be, as you said, physical and you just leave it. You don't, you don't lose your mind. It's just something that you, you convert to, to a portion of your income or whatever every year, just to, just to have it there. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like crypto, if, if you want to invest cryptos, a hedge, I guess, because it's something, it's a different asset class and I, I, you know, five, 10% of your portfolio. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, water, you touched a good point on water too. Um, So water should be a, should be a commodity. Um, probably will be a hundred years from now when it, when it, when we really get tight, tight, tight on it. But, um, again, with commodities, water is a great, a great, a great hedge. So are things like, um, um, grain. And I looked at corn the, the, the other day and I was like, holy crap, corn is through, is through the damn roof. I remember the days when I used to sit, sit there and watch that thing and, you know, 346, um, uh, 50 a bushel, um, you know, $3 and 46 cents. And it used to be the same, just trade back and forth between there. Now that thing is almost at seven, $7 a bushel. Like, holy crap, <laughs> out of nowhere, it's doubled over yeah. the last like, three, yeah. four years. Like, um, so yeah, commodities are, commodities are great. Oil obviously is on, is on a huge run this year too. Um, commodities are another great, um, hedge against in inflation. Yeah. There's a lot of great things you can do to, to diversify and protect yourself in any economic situation. So, well, I think that's, that pretty much covers all the major ones. Can't think of anything like major. So. And on that, yeah. we're going to have to end. Yeah, and there, and that next week we can cover futures and uh, the stocks that uh, being suggested in the chat um, to make it easy for all of us here and make it a little easier on myself because I have to do all this work and getting all the stock stuff. Uh, in the in the comments, I left the link to fill out a submit a stock so that we can make the vote for next week and we can vote on stocks. And that's all I'm asking you. Uh, don't put it in the chat. Just click that link. It's going to be in the show notes as well for the podcast, which releases every 
week after the week after uh, the show. So if you're listening to this and you want to hear it live, join the group. Link is in the uh, show notes. Uh, suggest the stock is in the show notes and all that. With all that, uh, Dalt, where can we find you and uh, talk with you? In the group, at me, at Oddly Johnny. That That's who I am in, in the group. Um, at me out. And I will be able to uh, help answer any questions or um, anything. Um, yeah, just yeah. at me. There we go. Same, same. Stock Bros Podcast. I'm going to drop the link to my new episode in the comment section below. There so. we go. There we go. Uh, I want to thank everybody who is here live watching. Thank you for being an interactive crowd. You guys are awesome. We always appreciate it. And those watching the replay, thank you again for watching the replay, getting it all the way here. We love you. If you have been enjoying the show, let us know in the sh show notes, in the comments, everywhere, guys. Let us know how much you enjoy it. Let us know what you want to talk about by filling out that submit form. I'm, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. He is uh, Tony, one half of the Stock Bros. He is Dalt. He's the uh, licensed advisor, the one who keeps us from being. Uh, listen uh, to him. Don't listen. Yeah, to yeah just listen to him. He's the wise one. But again, guys, you should always talk to a licensed professional before you do your investing. Uh, this is only our advice, our own opinions, and it's not financial advice. Just, just throwing that in there. Thank you so much, and everybody have a great.